ML Nation, episode 503. I get up every morning, bright and early, early to bed, early to rise, make a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. And so, man, I really do go to bed early, but I get up and just grind it out and just keep on going no matter what. Welcome to MLM Nation, a podcast of leaders, by leaders, for leaders, hosted by Simon Chan. He's built teams to over 80,000 and is now a full-time business coach and trainer. So if you're ready to level up your business, join us right now. Here is Simon Chan. ML Nation, this is Simon Chan. I'm fired up to bring our special guest today. We have Doug Parker. Hey, Doug, are you ready to make it happen? Absolutely. Doug Parker grew up in rural East Texas and became an entrepreneur at an early age. In the last 20 years, he has led multiple companies to success, including a financial services company that was chosen by Inc. Magazine as one of the fastest growing private companies in America. Along the way, one of Doug's employees introduced him to network marketing in 2013. Doug was impressed and got started with Go for his MLM business to create an extra income stream to cover all his monthly expenses and to send his two kids to college. Today, Doug is a network marketing leader who leads an organization of over 2,000 consultants and 4,000 customers. He's a national consultant, a top 50 income earner in his company, and has won multiple awards for, his, for a billion-dollar company. So, Doug, I've given MLM Nation a brief intro, but please share more about your background. How did you get started in business at an early age? Sure. Well, I'll tell you what, it's interesting. Uh, I've been an entrepreneur pretty much my whole life. And, you know, when you rewind it back, literally the first time I can remember uh, doing anything entrepreneurial, I was probably maybe five or six years old. And my grandmother had a holly tree out in her house in East Texas. And my dad trimmed it up and did a pretty significant trimming on it. And we put all these little pieces of holly in, uh, in a big old trash bag. And so it was a situation where we went back to Houston. We were spending some time there. And I literally went door to door selling these little pieces of holly that had three little leaves on it. And um, the ones that had the berries on them, I would sell them. I think I I I sold them for a dollar. And the ones that didn't have the berries, I'd sell them for 50 cents and just to make extra cash. And so ever since then, I've been uh, an entrepreneur, if you will. You know, it's just one of those kind of things where you kind of either have it or you don't have it naturally. You can develop those things. But uh, sales has always kind of run through my blood and... I uh, went through that process, and as you mentioned, you know, I've got a couple kids, and I've been married for, for over two decades, and there's always ups and downs and all arounds and all that kind of stuff, but uh, but one of my one of my uh, employees knocked on my door, and one of the really interesting things out of that process was that after I actually got started and we rolled it out and let, let other employees know, hey, here's a business that Doug's doing, if you guys are interested, there were four other employees that were here in my building that worked for me out of about 110 I had that had never come and knocked on my door. And so it was one of those situations where they just didn't uh, didn't approach me with it. Same business, everything. They just didn't tell me that they were involved. And uh, so now, like you mentioned, a national consultant had thousands and thousands of customers and consultants, and they would all be underneath someone else had James not knocked on my door. That day. How did those, uh, you're, you're obviously a chicken list, right? You're like the boss, the CEO. Uh, how did James uh, approach you? What was his approach? So he came to me and it was this uh, kind of sheepish, like he knocked on my door and I had recruited him to come to work for me about six months before. He was an entrepreneur as well. And, and I said, hey, why don't you come to work and, and we'll go through the process, either make you a manager or 
Uh, maybe we'll do another venture together. Or I understand you know, after six to 12 months, if you decide to do something different, I get it. This was the six month anniversary, the Friday of him coming to work for me. And he came and knocked on my door. I opened it up and he's got a little grin, but kind of got his head down. And I realized at that moment what was fixing to happen. He was fixing to quit working for me and then go do something else. But he really just said, hey, I want to kind of get your opinion on it. Here's what I'm looking at doing. And what are your thoughts? And as he started going through that process, I was familiar with the company. It was previously uh, the fastest growing probably health company in America. My company had been on that list with Inc. Magazine as well. And I was there uh, when the CEO had received the award in D.C. And so uh, I was a little bit familiar with it. And so I was like, hey, sign me up. And he didn't he didn't do the formal presentation. He didn't do any of that. He just said it to me. And I was like, all right, let's get started on it. Mm. So. I think a lot of the mistakes that people make is they, they worry about saying the right thing, right? Getting it down. Uh, James, absolutely, you know, he didn't say the, he didn't give a best presentation, whatever, but he opened his mouth and shared it to you and you got in. So it was simple as that. It's like, you can't say the wrong thing to the right person and you're ready to go. You know, and I hear that a lot of times and I think there is some truth to that, you know, I hear that you can't say the wrong thing to the right person and you can't see, say the right thing to the wrong person. And I think there's some exceptions to both of those rules because I got in and had a really quick start to the first promotion level within like five days. But then I sat back and, and really took it pretty slow for the next about year and a half. And so, you know, you mentioned the right thing to the wrong person or the wrong thing or right thing to the, to, to the wrong person. In, in this case, he mentioned it to me, but I didn't duplicate. I thought, hey, I'm a CEO. I don't have to do those kind of things. I can just tell people I've got some influence. And I didn't model for them properly how to do it. So there's there's some there's some benefits. Obviously, I hung in there. I got busy. I promoted to the top. But everything that we do, we're modeling for the next generation. And I think we always have to be aware of that because if we do it wrong, it can backfire. And also, not everybody's in the right season. So if you say the wrong thing to the right person, you can deter them from, from jumping in and, and making it happen. So what are some ways you duplicate? Because you mentioned you didn't duplicate. So what are some ways you should go about in terms of duplicating? Well, so, you know, there's a proven process. Uh, every every company has certain things that they recommend that you do. And I, I think that there are ways you can get outside of the box. I, mean, I think there are things that uh, that used to work 10, 12 years ago that some of the, the uh, more mature leaders, uh, maybe they say, this is how we did it. And this is how you should do it. And, and that was before the Facebook and Twitter and all that was so pre- uh, prevalent. Uh, however, uh, you have to just follow a, a proven process. So our process is, is called, you know, showing the plan. So there's a set of videos that you show and then you ask a series of questions and then you, uh, for the presentation, and then there's a validation. And that's pretty, I think, across the board with most network marketing companies. But what I did was I just showed up and showed personality and said, hey, let's get going. Sign up with me. You know, I'll help you and let's go. And I was able to sign people up. I was able to do addition to my team, but they couldn't always do what I did. And so because of that, it didn't multiply. And there wasn't duplication. And so uh, that was one of the things that cost me a lot of money in the beginning because I just felt like, hey, I can do it, but why can't they do it? And it was because I was skipping steps. What was the light bulb uh, moment that you realized you skipped steps and you had to do it differently? Did you go to 10 of them? How did you uh, come to the realization you were doing the wrong way? Yeah. So what happened to me was I went to a guy that was my, my upline uh, leader. He was a, an executive consultant, which is next to the very top. And, and, 
I mentioned to him, hey, look, if I can't start making X amount of dollars per month, I'm basically out. And this was about uh, almost two years or maybe a little bit over two years into the business. And it was a pretty large number. I've, I've done pretty well over the years. And, and I said, hey, look, I've just I've got to make I've got to make this kind of money. And his eyes got real big because he felt like I was someone that had influence and could do really well in the business. But I really hadn't to that point. He's like, well, how do you propose to do that? I was like, I really don't know, but I have to make that or I'm going to have to get out of it and, and put my resources and time somewhere else. And so we had a conversation. And through that conversation, he said, well, hey, let me ask you a question. Who's doing your three-way calls for you? Who's val- doing the validation for you? And I, I was like, I don't need validation. I can close people. It's, it's not needed for me. And he's like, well, that's, that's probably one of the first problems. Because just because you can do it doesn't mean that everyone else can. And that's why there's not the duplication, I'm, I'm pretty sure. So I was like, okay, let's walk through this. I'll, I'll try it your way for a little while. So I did that. And then one of the other things was I had a, a radio show here in the Dallas-Fort uh, Worth market. And I, I asked him, you know, what do you think about me doing uh, a podcast with leaders in our company and interviewing them like I do the, the other leaders that I interview on the radio uh, so that I can learn and I'll you know, package it up and podcast it out. And he's like, I think that'd be a great idea. I'll help you, you know, make those connections. So through the process of, uh, you know, doing the the proven system and actually going back to the basics, I started having some success. And some of those people started to duplicate because they did what I did and, uh, and, and it started working for them. So that was, a, that was an aha moment. And then I started talking to a lot of other leaders. I, I did 50 interviews over 50 weeks and every one of them had some fundamental basics and some of them had some other you know, nuggets that they recommended. And most every single one of them said invitation, presentation, validation. You have to do your validation calls. And that was one of the key steps that I've been missing in the past. I love it. Invitation, presentation, and validation. Um, can you talk a little bit about validation? Is that like uh, the three edifying your upline? What is? What do you mean by validation? So, so validation is where, you know, maybe you and I are talking, I've invited you, I asked you, are you interested in making extra money? You say, yeah, I am. You know, what is it? And then uh, we go to the presentation stage. Presentation is we show the, the corporate videos. And validation is where unless they just say yes to you and sign up right there on the spot, if they start asking any questions, you get an upline uh, person involved to really answer those questions. And part of that is because, you know, in this scenario, I'm, I'm not an expert in the energy business, uh, or at that point, I definitely was not. My friends, my family, they knew what my skill set was, and they knew it wasn't in the energy business. And so you bring a, a third party on to validate the process that has had a little bit more experience than you. And then that, again, it's that modeling process of showing where just because they get into business and they don't know everything about the business just yet, they can use myself or someone in the upline to do that validation, to add additional strength to, to the uh, conversation. Awesome. Hey, here's my favorite question. Uh, you've been in network marketing for like almost six years. What is your worst moment in network marketing? To the point maybe you had doubts that whether you should do this, and you, but you, stuck, you stayed in there, and that's why you are the leader you are today. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a bunch of different moments along the way, and, y- you know, it's probably the realization that I had after being in the business for about two years and in my mind kind of thinking I had wasted two years because of all the money I left on the sideline by not doing it the right way. And, you know, interestingly enough, the, the years, the two years, uh, about two and a half years after that aha moment compared to the little bit over two years before that, I've made something like 
20 times more money, like literally 20 X. And it's all because of getting promoted and then following the process, which those two kind of go hand in hand. So that was kind of like in my stomach. I, I think about that all the time. You can't go back and change anything. But I thought, you know, had I been doing it the right way the entire time, then, you know, it would have been, uh, you know, significantly further down the tracks. For someone who's listening right now and uh, they know maybe another Doug Parker, like a chicken list out there, what advice can you give them to alleviate their fears of just reaching out to them or any tips on how to reach out to successful entrepreneurs? Well, a couple things I'll tell you. Number one is the answer is no if you don't ask. Okay, so that's that's number one. Number two, uh, these other four people that were in my company that never came and knocked on my door, uh, they no longer work for me. And it's not a situation where there's any bad feelings or anything. But I assure you that they if they could have the income that's now associated with being my sponsor, uh, they would be a little bit embarrassed that they didn't come knock on my door. So I would say, number one, swing for the fences. You always want to recruit up. The, the problem with recruiting up is you're going to get a lot more no's than you do if you're recruiting down because those are people that you don't have influence with or over. So you just got to be prepared be prepared for a lot more no's than you do yeses. And, you know, it's, it's a season uh, that you've got to get them in the right season. So for me, it was a situation where I had a very successful company, but it was in a season where there was some transition going on. And I started thinking, you know what? I really probably need to look at some additional streams of income. And so James caught me at just the right time. Had he caught me six to 12 months before or six to 12 months later, it wouldn't have probably been the same outcome, but he caught me at the right time. So, you know, go for the chicken list and just know that you're going to get told no. You're going to get people that are a lot more sophisticated. You don't have the same type of influence you do whenever you're recruiting down. But again, if you look at what my organization has done compared to everyone else that, that James has recruited, my organization has outperformed everyone else. And he has done well. He's, he's an executive consultant. He has uh, maybe one or two other executives in his organization. So he's, he's had success. But because he recruited up in that one instant, he has uh, multiple thousands of dollars a month that come in residually just because of that. For someone at your level, uh, you're very successful financially. What drives you? What keeps you going? I'm competitive. I mean, I just like to win. Uh, it doesn't really even matter what it was for. Uh, it, it could be a trip or it can be income. And it, it, I just want to win. And I like to grind. I like to work. I like to help other people accomplish their goals. It, it's just a matter of figuring out what's out there and then going and competing for it. What's the thing you're most proud of so far for your, uh, that you've done in your network marketing business? Um, I've, I, I, there's a couple of things, but one of, one of my favorite things is the co- one of the co-founders. He came, whenever I promoted to national consultant, which is our, our top pin level, when I promoted, he actually came to our business presentation, our, our local presentation, and you know put the pin on and pinned me. And you know that's not real common. I, I've been at uh, several events with him over the years, but never at a business pres- uh, presentation other than uh, a couple of them over in Japan when we launched that market. And it was it was just really kind of a cool thing for him to take time out of his day and come and, and do that with us at, at the local uh, event. So I, I'm not real impressed by, you know, superstars or anything like that very often, but that was a really cool, really cool deal. Hey, thank you so much for sharing. As we go towards the end of the show, some quick questions to pick your brain. Uh, one of them is what is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you? 
you know, Zig Ziglar's got a quote that says, if you'll just help enough other people get what they want in life, you'll always have what you want. Uh, Zig was a mentor of mine. I got to spend some time with him over the years and, and uh, made a huge impact. His fingerprints were all, all over my life. And so uh, that's probably my favorite one. If you look out for other people, if you look out for their money, if you help them get things accomplished, it always works out in the end. What is one habit that's helped you become successful? I would say uh, persistent, consistent effort and just grinding it out, not taking no for an answer. And I'm not saying from people. I'm not saying that. I'm saying just for myself. I get up every morning, bright and early, early to bed, early to rise, make a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. And so, man, I, I really do go to bed early, but I get up and just grind it out and just keep on going no matter what. I know every successful person has a, a morning routine. So what time do you go to bed and what's your morning routine like? Yeah, so I typically uh, go to bed right about 9 o'clock p.m. Unless there's a business presentation or something like that that has me a little bit later, but really never later than 10 or 10, 15. Um, I typically wake up about 4.30 or 5. I just naturally wake up. And depending on what the day looks like, uh, I will decide what time I get out of bed. And normally it's, it's not any later than 6 a.m. Uh, I get up, you know, try to, to, uh, to get ready as quickly as I can. I'm in the office typically about... 7 to 7.45, somewhere in that window. And uh, I take vitamins. I don't eat really great food, but I try to get a little something for breakfast. I take a lot of vitamins and drink a lot of water. Awesome. Very inspiring. I love it. I'm a morning. I go to bed early too. Like late, it's like 10.45 normally. Like my dream is to go to bed at 9.30 if I can get the kids in bed early enough. Uh, and you know, nothing is, you probably, you can probably relate. I love the morning quietness, right? When you own the streets, no one's out there. You get things, you get a lot more done. You don't have, you don't have to worry about traffic and uh, calls coming in. So thank you for sharing that. Sure. What is the best piece of advice you ever received? Uh, you know, I talked about that duplication a little bit earlier. And, you know, I had one of our leaders that I kind of call her our, uh, uh, our little tiger mom. And so she looks out for us and she's super sweet and nice. But if you get on the wrong side, she'll set you straight. And she told me one time, she goes, Doug, it is not about addition. It is about duplication and multiplication. And I, I didn't really quite understand it because I was pretty new in the business. But again, I learned it over time. And it, it is so much about multiplication in this business. And then and there's one other one I'll throw in there. It's, it's a lady named Esther Spina. That was Mary Amuedo that told me that. But Esther Spina told me the fortune is in the follow-up. And so, you know, there's, there's a different season that people are in. And it may not be... Right now, it may not be no forever. The fortune is in the follow-up. Stay in touch with people, and you'd be amazed at how when seasons change, they may be a little bit more open to the idea. Yes, Esther is a good friend of mine. Awesome. I was just at her event like uh, in Dallas a couple weeks ago, three, four weeks ago. Excellent. Yeah, Excellent. very, very cool. Hey, uh, what is your favorite prospecting tool? So say that you were, uh, you know, someone's interested in the business. What's, what do you send them? Do you send them a video? Do you send them, uh, do you add them to a Facebook group? Do you present to them face-to-face? -face? What do you like to use? So I use the corporate videos. And, and the primary reason why I do that is because it's what everybody gets whenever they start up. I try not to use anything that's too complicated. Uh, I think there are sometimes some better things to use, but those are free. They're available and everybody gets them. And I do a lot over the phone and I will have them watch the video I watch them with them 100% of the time. I know that sounds crazy, but I never send them a video ever and then start following up with them and saying, have you watched it yet? Have you watched it yet? Have you watched it yet? Because that's super annoying. So I literally, if I'm asking them for 20 to 30 minutes of uninterrupted time with access to the internet, I'm willing to give them the same 20 to 30 minutes that they're they're giving me. 
and I will do that presentation online and let them watch it while I'm watching it. And in a perfect world, I love to have them out to my office. I've got a pretty nice office and I can invite people out and I'll sit down, but still watch the exact same videos just in person. So if you're doing it online, what do you do? Do you, uh, so just see the person lives in Florida and you send them a link. So what do you do? You you get on the zoom with them or you just play? Yeah. So what I do is I will actually get on the phone with them and then I'll put my headset on and I'll be listening with my headset and I will say, Hey, is now still a good time? And they're like, yep, still a good time. All right. I'm just now sent you something. Need you to open it up for me real quick. And then as soon as they start playing it, I'll play it the exact same video just on my screen. I don't like doing the video over a Zoom because sometimes it can get choppy. Right. So I want to have the best experience possible. So they're watching it live on theirs. I'm watching it live on mine. And I will literally, I'm such a freak about it. I will take the pause button and pause it until it's exactly in sync with my left ear and my right ear, what I'm listening to with them. And then I just I just make it where it's muted when they can't hear my side. And then once the prospect, if they're interested, then you do a three-way call. Yeah. So what I would do at the end of that process is I would ask them, you know, uh, a few, a series of questions. And and when I go through that process, it either leads them to getting started or it leads them to asking some some questions, wanting some more clarity. As soon as that happens, they ask any questions. I just tell them, hey, hold on for just a second and I'll do a three-way call. What questions do you ask the prospect? So the first question I ask them is, what was your favorite part? And they may say it's residual income or financial freedom or something to that effect. And I've never had anyone say something I couldn't agree with, but I might say, yeah, that's one of the primary reasons why I got into business was because of the, the residual income. What? And then the second question is, is what else did you like? And then they'll say something else. Maybe it's free electricity or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I've had that for about four and a half years. It's fantastic. So I just, I give them a little bit of something to make them feel good about what they just said. And I, like I said, I've always been able to agree with them. The next question is I ask them, uh, you know, as, as far as the compensation goes, do you see how that makes sense? And most of the time they will say something like, oh yeah, it makes perfect sense to me. Or they may say, well, hey, how many levels is it again? Or hey, what's this or what's that? Because I'm kind of putting that tea, that ball up on the tee to get them to ask some questions if they have any. And if they do, it tees it up perfectly for that three-way call. If it's a situation where they tell me, no, this makes perfect sense. I mean, this is just like this or that or something else I've seen before, but it's this. I'm like, all right, fantastic. And then the fourth thing I say is, hey, let's get you started. I just need to get a little bit of basic information from you and we'll get you going right now. And I just start enrolling them right there. Hey, uh, how do you want your checks to come to you in the mail? What's your your legal name? And I just start leading them down that path. Now, one of two things happen at that point. They either go, well, hold on a second. No, I actually, I do have some more questions. That, that compensation plan didn't make as much sense as I said it did. Or they will actually start giving me the information and we'll go through the enrollment process and get them to the end. Probably about 50% of the people go through the entire enrollment process right to the end. We'll get them uh, their, their consultant ID issued and you know we go through the, the kind of the initial process with them right then and there. And then the other 50% might have some, some issues and some questions they want some clarity on. And then once you have questions, you do the three-way call, right? 100% of the time. Yeah, I don't answer any of their questions for them. I'm just curious. A lot of people do it a different way. Do you ask for permission for the three-way call or how do you connect that three-way call? I just say, hey, Simon, hold on for a second. The simple is that. I love it. Simple and easy. And so who does your three-way calls? Because obviously, you know, you're an executive consultant at the top. You probably, your upline probably doesn't. Do you use your downline leaders to do three-way calls for you or friends? I use... Yeah, it depends. I, I try to find the person that I think is best equipped to handle it. Now, our organizational structure is a little bit different than some other uh, MLMs in that we have cross-pollination that we're okay with. So a cross-line organization, it, it's okay for us to talk to other leaders and, and whatnot. We, we don't have any rules against that. 
So if I have someone that is a maybe a paramedic or a firefighter, I've got a specific person that I think might be best suited for that. If I've got someone that is a police officer, I've got someone down in Houston that I just that I know has got a young family and, and really would knock it out of the park. So I try to look for somebody that would really line up nicely with what they've got going on. And then if it's somebody here locally, it might be somebody that I that I've got a local person that I might plug them into, or it might be a female. I try to get them with a with another female. So I try to align people as best I can with who I think that they will have the most in common with. Hey, thank you for sharing that. That's pure gold, good stuff. Do you have a favorite online resource, like a Dropbox or Evernote or favorite app on your phone that you could recommend? You know, I'll tell you, there's so much technology out there nowadays that it's it's really unbelievable. But Zoom has been something that we've used a lot in recent months with the face-to-face, like just like the video here. A lot of people, when you're doing team calls, we like to do them on uh, on Zoom because you can see people's faces. You can see what's going on with them. And as the teams grow, you know, you don't get to see each other quite as much. So I, I like Zoom a lot. I also uh, use a thing called Slick Text for, for doing mass text messages out. It's compliant with all the rules that are out there. So t- text seems to be the best way to communicate with people in a mass scale uh, as opposed to email nowadays. So those are two that I really like to use. What's one book that you could recommend to ML Nation? Uh, I'm going to throw two in you real quick. So uh, See at the Top by Zig Ziglar. That is by far one of my favorite ones. And that's that's one that gives, if you know anybody that has any self-esteem issues, uh, it just really helps build you up. And if you're in MLM, if you don't have self-esteem issues now, you might later uh, because <laughs> somebody's going to kick you around a little bit. And it's just good to have have yourself sharp there. But there's a there's a book called Disrupt You by a guy named Jay Salmon. And uh, I had him on my radio program. And, and the guy has a lot of great information. It just talks about disruption and disruption in the market, things that are going on. And I think that is really a great book about just the current times and what's going on. Awesome. And here's the last question, Doug, the million dollar question. You ready? Sir. Imagine you had to start all over again and you knew no one, didn't know your wife, didn't know your kids, family, but you had all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. So you're like an alien that went to another universe. What's the first thing you would do or the first place you go to find prospects and build an MLM business from scratch? Um, so I, I would start building a list. I'd find out the, the most influential people I could uh, get my hands on. I would go build relationships with those people and uh, and then just get promoted through the compensation plan as quickly as possible. There's just uh, so much more money as you get promoted and compensation plans are all laid out a little bit differently. But I would strategically go through that process of looking for people with influence and then find you know those people that are influencers of influencers and try to get as many of those involved as quickly as possible. Without overthinking, what's the first place you'll go to find influential people? So, you know, in any community, uh, there are leaders that are in a community. So things like city council meetings, uh, those are leaders that are leading city council. But there are people that follow them. There are uh, economic development corporation boards. There's things like that. So if you get involved in your community, you get involved in your church, those kinds of things gives you the opportunity to find people that, that you can be influential with. I'm real careful at church. I don't do any business at church at all. I have some people that, that sometimes will ask me uh, about something. I'll be like, hey, look, call me on Monday. We'll handle it there. But but there are people, and it doesn't take long. If you're looking for leaders, it doesn't take you long to find them. Hmm. Any last words uh, before we wrap up? And what's the best way listeners can connect with you? Sure. So I've got a website, douglasparker.com. So that's easy enough to find me there. It's got all my contact info if someone wants to reach out. 
And, you know, I, I would tell you that, you know, in this day and age, people don't go to work anymore and work for 40 or 50 years and retire. It just and, and get the uh, uh, all the different programs and benefits. It's not like anymore. People are moving around all the time. And whether you are involved in an MLM as your full time income or it's supplemental, it's better to have options than not to have options. So my recommendation is get involved in something. Make sure that you're plugging in and actually making money with it. Okay, that's what this is about. It's 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 called network marketing, not no work marketing. So go to work, get some income coming in, and then get promoted as quickly as you can so that you can maximize the comp、uh, the compensation and give yourself some options. Hey, last question, one more is、uh, tell us a little about your radio show. What's it about, and how can people find more about it? Yeah, so、um, so it's called Ambitious Radio. So we've got a website, ambitiousradio.com. We've interviewed a couple hundred people over the years, and You know, it's it's interviewing authors and thought leaders and and you know people that are just making it happen out there in the world, influencers. And so I did it as a continuing education project in the beginning. I was going to do it for one year and just try to pick people's brains. And I've gotten people super influential all over the world to spend you know an hour with me and letting Doug Parker, little Doug Parker from East Texas, go through the motions and ask them any question that I want to. And then we broadcast it out、uh, across the airwaves and and now we podcast it out as well. Hey ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with, and today you've been hanging out with a superstar, Doug Parker. So keep up the momentum. Go to mlnation.com. Just click on the podcast tab. You can see Doug's episode right there. The link to reach out to him, his website, his radio show, and all the nuggets of wisdom、uh, will be right on the show notes page. Hey, in order to be successful in business, as you know, Doug, and also network marketing, you must help others. So thanks again for sharing your valuable time. We we're grateful to you, and we appreciate you. For having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide on ML Nation, thank you so much and God bless you. Thank you, sir. Have a great day. Hey, ML Nation, Simon Chan with tons of nuggets here with Doug Parker. Hey, that's why you got to go recruit up, right? Recruit up, go after that chicken list. You never, never know. You know his employee James in his company. Four other people were in that company, but never approached Doug. And with James, you know what? It was just the right moment, at the right time. I think that's something. Doug talked about sharing about how to approach successful people. It's like, hey, if you don't approach them, it's automatic no, right? So go after them. Number two is when you recruit up, you will get a little bit more rejection, but just be prepared for that. And also, you got to get them at the right season, right time. You got to let them know because Doug just happened at the right moment. You know, I always share the best prospects are ones in transition. And for Doug, he was in transition. If it came, if James had approached him a little earlier, a little later, he would have said no. But you never, never know. You gotta go and talk to people. Let them know they can say no, but it's the small chance, right? Once you get a big leader like Doug in there, look how fast your business can grow. You know, one of the things that Doug made up、uh, when he made a mistake was when he first started, it's just about recruiting, recruiting. It's not about sales. It's about duplication. People are always wondering. The prospect has three doubts: Can I? Is this for real? Can I do it? And will you help me? So if you do the best sales and do all the talking. Hey, people may join, but they're not going to duplicate. It's really about duplication and multiplication, as Doug shared. And his three-step process is invite, presentation, and validation. Validation is, means not presenting to people, right? Doug goes to ask these questions、uh, after the video, and he actually, by the way, watches the video together with the person to make sure they watch it. And then he asks these three questions: What's your favorite part? What else do you like? And does the compensation plan make sense? And see, yes, he goes right into the close. Let's go. Let's get you started. Let's go. If they hold back and they have questions, 
that he merely connects with a three-way call. And the three-way call he uses, he's always thinking about different people, different leaders that can connect best with that prospect. And that's how he gets, up, gets them signed up. Remember, it's a three-step invitation, presentation, and validation. Use some a third party because you're really selling people that not just about how great a company and products or services, but they can do the business. So, hey, great show. Last couple of things talked about was uh, self-esteem. You know, you're going to have self-esteem. In the, I love how you put it. You're going to have self-esteem issues in this business sooner or later because you're going to, this business that beat you up and you go up. It's the entrepreneurial roller coaster, right? You go up, you go down, you go up, you go down. And uh, the key in the million dollar question is to go after influential people. Because these people will multiply and grow your business way, 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 way quicker. So, ML Nation, thank you for listening. Go to MLNation.com. Click on the podcast tab. You see the notes for Doug Parker there. The lesson is, hey, God, go after your chicken list. You never know. All it takes is one person to grow a huge, huge business for you. Uh, and Doug basically outlined what you can say. And remember, you're the messenger, not the message. Hey, thank you for listening. If you like this, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. And that's over to you, ML Nation. And remember... We're in the profession to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all. Thanks for joining us today. Now head over to MLMNation.net for valuable recaps of every show and also to get your free training resource on how to use online duplication to grow your business. Thanks again for being a part of this amazing profession.